the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Guys, gals, ladies, gents, what is up? How are we doing, folks? Coming at you from Lindenwood University. It is the Lou Sports Talk Podcast. Back at it with my gents here, TJ Williamson, Brandon Gallegos. I am Ethan Hannaford. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? What is going on, Ethan? We're, we're happy to be back. Dude, It's the sun is finally out. It's a beautiful day outside. Leaves are on the ground. Cold. Very cold. Oh, I'm about it. Hockey weather, baby. Oh, no. Let's go. <laughs> Yikes. You are that kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Hey, it's it's a good time though. It's you a said good time. A. While yeah. wearing blue yeah, gear. Come on now, TJ. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> yeah. Man, I tell you what, it's been a couple weeks since we have gotten a podcast in. It has. And there's a lot to uh fill in on. The Cardinals. Mm. Um <sighs> Yeah. Are we we good on that? We done we good cover the Cardinals? Um Ready to move didn't on to the next miss, thing? I don't know. Something? I don't know if my heart is healed. Didn't we miss something? Didn't something happen recently? No, nothing happened recently mm. because we uh, haven't been consistent. We haven't been in the playoffs recently. Hey, uh, at least we lost to the National League champions. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Let's. I'd rather actually get into yeah, it and hear this talk. Yeah, tough finish for the Cardinals. Obviously, there's no need to really cover too much of the details of how that series ended against the Phillies, it seems so long ago. And yeah. you said you haven't healed. I think I'm starting to heal. It's it's taking a little while, but I'll get mm. there. Uh, so overall, what I wanted to do use this opportunity for was to maybe just kind of wrapping up the season, a little bit of how we balance everything that happened this year out and what we take from the season, maybe a season grade. Um, and then we kind of talk about a, a couple of quick off-season things, very quick off-season things. And then we're going to get into some some Major League Baseball uh, postseason talk. The World Ooh. Series is going on. We got the Blues going on right now. We got season underway. We're four games in. So we have a few different things going on today. But like I said, starting with the Redbirds. So the Redbirds finish up 93-69, and 69, guys, okay? You're laughing, you child. Um, 93-69. and 69. I'm not sure too many people would have told you at the beginning of the season that the Redbirds win 93 games. I wouldn't have. I would not have said that. I would point. have. I would have said I low nineties. I had said ninety-five. I don't know if I would have pushed ninety-five. 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 So, so we underperformed, yeah. according to you. Uh, I wouldn't say underperformed. I would say ninety to ninety-five range. Okay, that's what I would say. Well, oh that's no. not what you just said. I, I will be the first to say and the first to admit these St. Louis Cardinals impressed me throughout the year, namely after the trade deadline. <sighs> but I totally undersold them. I didn't think we were. I thought we were going to have trouble making the playoffs. And namely getting the wild card spot, let alone winning the division the way we did. So I'm impressed by these cards. This just stings. I'm having flashbacks to when Ethan was like, guys, I'm a little nervous heading into this wild card <laughs> series against the Phils. <laughs> I just keep hearing him say that over and over. And do you over. remember do you remember <laughs> me being really hesitant to pick the Cardinals to win yes. the series? And, and we're then all you like, guys were on. you're pressuring me to pick the, the Cardinals Phillies. to win. Oh. Do you think hmm. do you think if Ethan would have picked the Phillies, then the Cardinals would have won? You know, so now you're saying it's my fault? I'm not going to say that. Everything is the, the host's fault. The people listening are going to say that. Everything is the host's fault. Yeah, I I like the great idea. 
I would give them a B. So smack dab B, not so B minus, like not an B 85? plus. Yeah, because here's the thing. I mean, you look at the way the roster's set up. They what would have? Let me ask you this. What what would it had to have been? I guess to be an A. What would the Cardinals have had to do this year to be for a team NLCS? An a? Okay, gotcha. Not even a win in the NLCS because this team wasn't constructed to win a World Series. It never. It hasn't been since 2014. No, that's a bigger debate, but. I would say this team was not constructed to go very far. So you get to the NLCS, you lose in five, maybe take it to six. You got an A in my book. Yeah, I, I guess my question for the grading system, is this like a prerequisite class where you need a C for it to count as <laughs> Don't credit? Don't take me back, to Or TJ. if this is like a D, where like if you get a D, that's passing. Because a B is pretty high in Take that it how case. you want. Uh, I thought we were going to get like an F for this season. So wow. An F? Con- considering St. Louis Cardinals baseball and the the ideals that we have yeah. as a as a so what mm. team? I mean, I don't know. I feel like standards. I feel like an F is like a seventy one season. Yeah, no, I agree. I, like I, F is in my Goldie opinion, gets tanky. hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, I should know. say I didn't think I thought that F was a possibility. I shouldn't say that it was a guarantee. That's I thought fair. F was a possibility with our pitching at the beginning of the season. You 70, knew the way I well, was. Well, it depends what you define an F as. Now we're getting back on this grading discussion. Here's the thing: I don't give an F. Okay. What nice. I'm nice. That'll I'm that'll I'm agreeing with ba- you, I'm agreeing with Brandon. I'm probably closer to a C plus, so maybe more like a B minus. But I would say the Cardinals, I I expected probably closer to a C. Wow. Okay, it's it's tough because you have to balance out. <coughs> excuse me. All these amazing things that happen excuse throughout me. the season, right? We have Paul Goldschmidt, right? We have who's we have two MVP. Candidates. We're gonna have the top two MVP candidates probably. Or I don't know about that. I, man, I know Mookie is there. Freddie squeezes in. Yeah, I, Nolan think, for sure. Goldie, I you don't think know. The, you think the gold rush is over? Well done. That's <laughs> going to be something to talk about. Goldie wins MVP. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this year. That's what I was I'm talking about. I'm just saying he's not going to be a year oh, after year no, no, no. after I'm year after about, year guy. I'm talking about for this season. Yeah, we had yeah, yeah. We had the National League MVP. Yep. Right? We had Albert, 700. Yep. We had Wainwright and Yachty break the record, right? Felt like Yachty broke a couple of other records too. There was just stuff. We had Albert's RBI record. There was stuff going on every time, almost every home game. There was a standing ovation for someone. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen. So in that sense, that this season will stick out and be different, whether they win a World Series or whether they would have won a World Series or got knocked down the first round like they did. Ouch. Yeah. Um. It doesn't matter. This is a, it's a special season for that sense. No matter what. That I feel like. Kind of at your regular season adds sure. it up a little bit. I'd agree. The getting knocked out in the first round, it sucks. It really sucks. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely levels uh, levels it out. I'm probably saying somewhere like you, maybe the B, the B minus range, maybe that like 83 where you're right on the edge between a, or 82, 83. You're the right on the edge. Expectations went up when they went and got Montgomery, and you're like, oh, okay, Quintana, here we go. And Quintana, and you're like, okay, here we go. Like let let's go. They're wanting to make a little bit of a run. I think maybe if they just stick with this the same roster of the deadline, they don't make the trade deadline moves. I think maybe my my expectations are a little bit lower. Well, you look at the amount of wins that those two guys added as well. I mean, oh, that's sure. the difference Kentucky in the division. Came at what six and zero for six starts for six something starts. like yeah. that. Yep. And in the hater trade for the Brewers, it was the Cardinals chose to get better, the Brewers chose to get worse. So kind of like you said, you had it balanced out. One went yeah. up, one yeah, went yeah. down. Mm. So. I don't know if I would say like this is the this is the standard. This is what you want right now. Like obviously, first down exits is not what you want, but 
I wouldn't say it's a failure of a season. If the purpose of a team or a sport is to entertain and to keep you captivated with competition, then at the beginning of the season, the first half of the season before the trade deadline, the Cardinals excelled in entertaining because we had the storyline of Pujols. We had the storyline of Bueno and of Yachty. But once we got, I would actually argue, more competitive with the new pitchers, that's whenever we started getting more into that B B-plus range. Really, that was the changing part of the entire season. Oh, absolutely. No, definitely. Completely agree. And Albert heating up, it just made yep. everything a lot more spicy. Let's St. go. St. Louis. Caliente. Albert. All, nice. Yachty. Wayno. All to Wayno. That's two names. Wayno. Oh. What? Is he gone? No. Oh, he, He's back. Wayno is back, baby. He is back. Adam Wainwright, <laughs> as of the morning that we are recording, has... It has been announced that he will be returning for the 2023 season. There will be a lot more to unpack with this in upcoming episodes. Yeah. There's some interesting things to figure out. He kind of had a terrible finish to the year. <laughs> he also had some explanation for what it, he figured sure. out what was happening. Um, posted this long thing Have on you Twitter ever heard about a it. pitcher be that vulnerable about their, their struggles? Literally, he laid it out. This is exactly what happened. Watch him win the Cy Young next year. <laughs> More excited old. <laughs> 68, Bob Gibson. <laughs> and TJ already hates 2023 Cardinals pitching. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. we, got more, we got more time there. No, definitely. No, so sure. there'll be more just something to touch on. Something to touch on as well is the Cardinals lost, well, their heart mm. and their bench coach. Mm. Dang. Skip Schumacher. He He's gone. gone. Shoo. Mm. Have a nice South Beach, though. Good for Shoo. him. New manager of the Miami Marlins. Miami that Marlins go for a wild card next year. Stop it. It's pretty yeah. early to say that. It is no, early. they go for a wild card. They could totally you box the Pujols wasn't coming old, to St. Louis. Old, old two gloves Velcro himself is leading him to the playoffs. You also said Albert Pujols wasn't coming to St. Louis. That's right. Oh, and no. I was wrong. We're going to get another sound bite if Brandon's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's a great move for the Marlins. Best like, of luck to Skip. Yeah. 100%. Thank you for serving our city. Of, he, great piece of this franchise. And he's a young dude. He's 42. Like, he's going to go Not and... Not too much older than Ali. I know. What was Ali like 37, 38, something like that? Yeah. I, either way, it, it. I mean, all of sports right now, professional sports are trending in that direction where they're hiring younger younger coaches. I 36. think he's going to do great. Ali Marble's 36. Can we trade managers? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan was here. Yeah, yeah, was walking up to Albert saying, hey, coach, what do you think about next? <laughs> nice. Okay. So as, as far as the 2022 St. Louis Cardinals, yeah. I feel like we can – for the most part, put a wrap on it. The season is over. Now we are prepping for 23. What needs to change? What needs to be added? What should we add that we know John Mosellock's not going to add? <laughs> That's all going to be for I upcoming weeks. I am so weeks. tired okay, of okay. playing this game. <laughs> we always oh, lose. Oh, it so no. bad. We always lose oh, this God, game. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, Meanwhile, there stress. are still teams playing that aren't the Cardinals oh, in the postseason right you're now. Right. No, right. There is. Somehow... <laughs> Somehow, the Philadelphia Phillies are what? in the World Series. The 87 win Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies oh, man. are in the freaking World Series. I told Series. you, boys. This is David I told you they'd against be there. Goliath. I predicted Stop it. it. Stop it. How early? You <laughs> predicted <Last> the <laughs> Astros. <laughs> well, who didn't? I mean, literally, who didn't? Ethan, Brandon and I were high on the Blue Jays. We had a whole Canada <laughs> bit in one TJ, episode. TJ, that's enough out of you. Anyways, <laughs> Ethan, sorry, continue. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so we have an interesting World Series. I'm not sure to be excited about this World Series or not. Uh, I am. 
I, it reminds me of 2007. The Colorado Rockies were really, really hot. They were wearing their black uniforms. It was a whole thing. It was They were hot. And I think they were undefeated heading into the World Series. Red Sox came in, swept them four games. <laughs> was that the exciting? Red, was it well, exciting? No, here's, here's my point. The Red Sox... Stop, stop, stop. He hates the Phillies. Here's my point. I think it's a fun matchup. But I think it could end like the 2007 World Series. It's a fun matchup, but it's probably going to be a sweep. That's what Brandon just it's said. It's David versus Goliath <laughs> if Goliath just steps on David. No, but I mean, think about that Rockies team had Troy Tulowitzki, Todd Helton. I mean, they were. Carlos was Gonzalo? Cargo? No, not was no seven. No, oh, not okay. no seven. But that team nice was hot. I, it reminds me of that team. I think so they're all working at McDonald's right I, now. I guess my point <laughs> was that they're going to get swept, but either way, it is a fun matchup. <laughs> So I think we know what Brandon thinks is going to happen in the World Series. Well, it's interesting because you is. balance out the starting pitching, which there is some talent, obviously, in Philadelphia. We learned that very quickly in St. Louis. Uh, I mean, you're going to have four of your seven games are going to be started by Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. Yeah. So depending on how those games go, that's going to – and you, all, you have Syndergaard going for at least one of those. Sure. So depending uh, – those games with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are going to be telling, right? But yeah. you look on the other side – Verlander. Houston's Verlander. Gosh oh, dang it. He's just. he Talk about a guy that won't go away. Ageless 39. Wonder. Unreal. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, so. Lance McCullers. Yeah, so I mean, loaded rotation, but yeah. the lineup. Lineup's dangerous. So you're balancing out at this this battle of, li- a little bit of everything right now. And the Phillies are, like you said, they're just a, they're a regular team getting hot at the right time. Yep. While the Astros, on the other hand, complete opposite. Mm-hmm. They've been a juggernaut all year. All year. All year long, they've been doing the all same year. thing. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It'll excited. be really interesting. The, this postseason overall has been weird because it's been a lot of not what anyone expected. Three of the top four teams, or sorry, three of the four 100 win teams going into the postseason eliminated in the division series. And when you when you look at the change in format, six teams this year, the top two in each um, league getting buys, right? Everything seems thrown off, like. They were, this was meant to be to give those teams an advantage, honestly, so that there was a better chance that those bigger sure. market teams would have higher leverage games so that they would get more audience, more money. That that's that has to be – that's everything behind this. Yeah. Not, not to mention, I mean, a Philadelphia Phillies, if they have this record last year, they don't even make the playoffs, right? I mean, the sixth seed was added this year. Yeah, and true. so, like, what this does is it incentivizes – this is a, a message to the whole MLB – it says, "Don't give up your season. Definitely, don't don't throw in the towel because you could end up getting to the World Series and getting swept by a really good team." So, do you think that this? That's a good point, TJ. Do you think that this gets corrected? Then we have, like I said, three of the four hundred win teams knocked out. So we have the Dodgers and the Braves knocked out. Both the top two seeds that most people were picking one of those yeah. two teams, right? If not both, to be <laughs> in the World Series? No, to be in the NLCS. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To be in the World Series, right? How much of this is just a coincidence, first year maybe, that it lines up like sure. this, that all these teams are getting knocked out? But when we looked in the regular season, we said there was such a there was such a hierarchy. A, yeah, of power, but in those and then there was such a gap between the lower teams, and we just didn't see that in the postseason. And you hear it a lot in a lot of sports. When you aren't playing, when you have time off and other teams are playing and they're red hot and they're firing on all cylinders, sure. that team is at advantage. How much, how much of this postseason is that, and how much of it is just coincidence of this will not be a regular thing? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a super hard question because, I mean, you're right. On the one hand, you're going, well, they get a bye week. They get to rest their pitching. Their bullpen is, is 
rested staff. You have a lot of guys that have had injuries late in the year that have been rested the last two weeks because they know they've been – the Dodgers knew they were in the postseason for, what, a month? Probably. Just <laughs> and about so they've been resting their key bullpen guys wins. for three weeks. So, in one hand, it's an advantage. You have rested arms. On the other hand, yeah, there's some hot teams coming in. I mean, Philadelphia, they got hot at the right time. But here's the thing. All other major sports postseasons have looked like this to where there's been a bye week. They've There's been – Wildcard teams that have gotten hot and made it all the way to the World Series, made it all the way to the championship game. In baseball, you haven't seen it as much, and I think that the wildcard round adds to the MLB postseason because you're going to see this more often. I'm wondering if the amount of games was consistent through each round. So the wildcard had maybe seven games, and then the division series had seven games. If that happened, would the Phillies, Two month playoffs, would, the Phillies would the Phillies have run out of steam at a certain point? That's my main question. Yeah, I, I think baseball could. I think the only devil's advocate to that is just the pitching. You're gonna run. You're you're gonna run pitchers to the ground eventually. I think that's my devil's advocate to that. Oh, I but understand. I it. think it'd be from an entertainment aspect. It's it'd be awesome. I if if it. we've learned anything about this postseason, is that the MLB is trying to make it happen quick, sure. quick, quick. Everything's well, been so fast. I'll, I'll tell you this: nothing is gonna happen to the MLB Wild Card Series as of today. Well, right now, it averaged 2.8 million viewers. Mm. For those wild card games, uh, it exceeded expectations by over over a million. Wow! They were predicting around 1.7, 1.8 million to to tune into wild card series. Wow! 2.8 million viewers on average. You cast your nets wider, yeah. you get more viewers. One hundred percent. I mean, t- I mean, yeah. reminds you a lot of uh, let's see, was that the 2020? Yeah. How they reformatted it was one through. You eight. had the Miami Marlins in. Yeah. <laughs> Not in that sense of like. Lower sure. teams, but you're sure. gra- you're getting more range. Sure, more and people then tuning you in. You even have the the opponents, like the you the buy teams are sure. watching who we're going to be facing, right? Sure. So I mean, no, it's interesting, very I, interesting. I think I think the question really isn't you know is it an advantage, is it a disadvantage? Because the real question is, I mean, the MLB had to change something about their postseason. The one cu- are one the one game wild card game was not working. It wasn't working, so they had to make a change. I think this was the best solution. I loved it. It was a really entertaining postseason. Felt like a good step in the direction for the MLB. Yeah, for sure. See, that's interesting because I don't know how I felt about it overall. Okay. When well, because the Cardinals lost. Okay. <laughs> so is this coming from the point of view of a? Uh, no, here's my thought. Here's my thought. Baseball perfectionist. When you take out, maybe I don't know. You okay. Tell all me, right, you right, tell right, me. Right. I'll lay on the couch we'll and tell be you. the patient and yeah, you yeah. be the Let's go. psychologist or whatever they're calling. Got my clipboard out. We have the most entertaining teams in the game. Sure. Right? The Dodgers. The Braves. Sure. Do I hate them? Yeah. The Dodgers mm-hmm. more than the Braves. But still, I, I, the um, the money aspect's annoying. But that's where the entertainment is right now. Do I not like them? No, I don't. But from a aspect of, I think that I, it's almost a little bit more entertaining when you have at least one of those teams in. I don't know. Sure. I mean, Phillies-Padres, five-game series. Yeah, there's talent on both sides, but... I don't know. It just it didn't really hit for me. I hear the On I the hear you. Side, the, the, the argument is you want to see the best of the best players, talent, money. Those those teams that went all in. I'm fine having a mix, right? But I mean, uh, as far as like just like maybe maybe it has to do. It, it probably has a lot to do with it going five games in the ALCS, going four games, right? Is that there wasn't a lot of like teams just scrapping it out sure. to see like who's really. It was not really like that. It was predictable most of the way through. You know. Yeah, I mean that's what I more thought. The NLDS was more entertaining than the or the division series in both were way more in, way more entertaining 
than the championship series. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't no, know because that's I, not a problem with playoff format. That's just well, maybe it is because it's like as a result of who's making it sure. in. But I don't know. Maybe th- maybe that's not one you can necessarily correct. No, I I, I hear you. I and I, I get the argument, and I also would say this is the first year of doing this. The stru- the way right. baseball teams are structured structured is going to change now. I mean, you're gonna have probably eight, nine, ten teams in some type of hunt. No, you're some right. Some type you're of going. One hundred percent. Like just like you said before. I mean, before it was what six or seven, maybe going for it. Yeah. You but you knew in the five range. basically. Yeah. It it is going to be different. It's gonna there's gonna be more parity in baseball, which is something we've been talking about for a long time. Yeah. Since the era of tear it down, rebuild it. And it's important to balance that out some because I think that the MLB has always been unique in that, like, hey, only the best make it to the postseason sure. in the first place. So sure. it's a it's an honor to be there. Sure. But at the same time, we see the issues that baseball is having with viewership. Yeah. This is a way to fix that. Some. Yeah. So yeah. Ba- not completely giving that up, TJ, but also, like, adding a little bit to it sure. and compromising some. Sure. Yeah, that makes so, sense. For sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Have we, do- have we talked enough about baseball? Uh, oh. Real quick. Phil- who we got? Phillies or Astros? So throw it out there. Astros. Astros. Astros and Astros and six. Astros and five. Should I pick the Phillies? Yeah, just to yeah. Why we, not? We go, kept yeah, you from it. picking your. I mean, you wanted to pick the Phillies first. The, yeah, yeah, you almost picked the Phillies last time. Go for I'm it. I'm picking the Astros. Ah, all right. <laughs> right. Well, you okay. heard it here, folks. Well, Guys. you heard it here first. Phillies are winning the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> Blues talk. Let's go. Blues talk. I, I'm so happy. You're right. It is cold outside, and it's hockey season now. It's the way I can cope too. It's the way I can cope with this Cardinals loss. Let's go. Oh, stop it! Don't pull a me on a me. The NHL season is a couple weeks in. In but I, when you're, I was kind of sitting here thinking about it. I mean, when you evaluate teams early in the year, TJ, you know, you're looking at the NFL, Ethan with baseball. With hockey, it's more of the eye test as it is more than it is stats. I mean, you got guys like, you know, Ryan O'Reilly who aren't even on, on the stats sheet yet. And so, and so <laughs> my question is when you evaluate a team this early into the season, a handful of games in, is it stats? Is it eye test? What, what is it for you guys? For football, at least, there's definitely a balance. I'm remembering 2015, Blake Bortles, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was seventh in the (laughs) league in passing yards, and he was only behind the six and the five guy by like 100 yards. And it's because their team sucked so bad that they were behind in every game, so he threw all the time. So by that by that stat test, you could say Blake Bortles is a top ten quarterback, right? And he's not. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> teams with really good wins, the Washington Commanders a couple of years ago, technically they made the playoffs. Technically their defense was solid, but they didn't stand a chance against a good team like Tampa Bay. Yeah, with Brady in the in the that Super was Bowl. Still game. a relatively close game. It was a relative. Back. It was Heineke. for sure. It was for sure. But they were a very limited team. Yeah, you want to talk about teams that don't deserve to go to the postseason. <laughs> The commanders of that year. <laughs> they were the football team at yeah. that point. What about you, Ethan, with baseball? What are you looking at early in the season? You know, it depends how early in the season you're talking. You know, what's the – okay, let's ask this. What's the equivalent in hockey four games for baseball? What, a couple of weeks? Uh, I, no, let, let's say it's ten days. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not super concerned because at that point, it's, it's, it is so much of finding a rhythm and getting back into it. You could also argue you're doing you're obviously doing different things, so maybe you yeah. look at that a little bit differently. 
Um, but in the same way, like, there's definitely something to getting back into a flow of consistent, like, you know they're not going full hard hitting in the preseason like they do no. now. Everything's a little bit different. So getting back into that rhythm, sure, I think it takes a few games. Am I concerned about Ryan O'Reilly and his lack of production so far? Not really. If yep. it continues for, if it continues and we're eight games and then 12 games, okay, yeah, then it's like, okay, we got to yeah. start figuring something out here. Roy. Sure. Um, but at this point, I think, I think that when it comes to stats, out of all three of the sports, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, Brandon, I think hockey might be the least important stat-wise this early. I, I would agree with you. I think um, defensively in hockey, stats are becoming more relevant mm-hmm. in hockey just as far as, I mean, uh, how many pu- how many pucks are actually getting to the net, uh, percent where where are they where are they shooting it where are they shooting it from where are you allowing right. the opposing team right. to get it close to your net get into defensive the, turnovers yeah things of that nature they're re- they're really increasing but uh, as far as like overall you know stats th- I mean overall sports stats are increasing but I would I would agree with you on that hockey's the least so in one in one sense you're saying a three and one start for the Blues is good but we can't hang our hat on it yet. Yeah, I just I, I I 100% agree with you. I think there's also a level two where you can go down the stat sheets I of the Blues. I don't know. I'm go. pretty okay hanging my head <laughs> on uh, this four game start for the Blues. Just uh, cl- clinch us a playoff spot. Give real us quick. the cup now. Yeah. is what I'm saying. Stop it, Ethan. We're thirsty. Ethan, give us stop a cup. it. Stop it. Thirsty. Well, okay. Those With are that interesting said, points, though. So interesting yeah, points. Yeah, we d- and we d- we don't seem that worried. With that being said, though, old Pavel Buchnevich has been placed mm. on the IR with the lower body injury. That's how not the Bucci, NHL – That's, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> how the NHL does it. It's either lower body or up, upper body. Ethan, up yours. Lower body or upper body injury. That's how the NHL does it. That's all they have to say. Think about that. That's it. That's all they have to tell the media. It could be a it could be a stub toe on a, a- Lego. Anything. <laughs> no, seriously, anything. <laughs> slipped on too much. Slipped on the maple syrup, eh? Sure. C- 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 <laughs> Went to a Timmy Hortons. Had a. <laughs> Listen, boys, can we avoid the Canadian stereotypes got here? Got too, full, got too full from the donut. Joe well, had a had a maple logger. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Yes, sir. Sound like me. Mm-hmm. Not all hockey fans are Canadians, boys. But well done, eh? Uh, should, blo- <laughs> should Blues fans be overly concerned? Do we trust the depth of the Blues forwards? Mm. If I remember correctly, <laughs> this was an issue of mine in the offseason. Was it not, Brandon? No, it was. It was. You it was like for me sure. with pitching. No, here's, I, my, here's my problem, right? And, and we've talked about it, right? Yeah. There's a change in identity. Sure. There's a change in identity. In that, it's and happening on the fly. Once, once Tarasenko, you assume he's still going to be gone, right? Uh, once, that's up for debate. We'll see. We talk more about it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. We'll Let, get let's there. say for now, as as we have thought for the last couple of years, Tarasenko is gone after this year, right? There is a full-on change in identity. Sure. It's Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. Yeah. Right? So you're putting your identity in an area where there has been some big inconsistency, inconsistency especially from Jordan Cairo last year. Yeah. Was it, what was it, two games ago? No, maybe it was last game. It was either Edmonton or it was Winnipeg. Cairo. Kairou had one of the worst games that I have seen him Winnipeg. ever play. It was Winnipeg. Ever he play. He looked lost. That's the guy you're putting your identity in, okay? And, and the you team- just lost David Perron. I know this is Gosh, rehashing, We're right? giving this guy so much ammo. But now mm-hmm. you're, you're bringing up these youngsters, right? And you've brought up quite a few youngsters. Sure. More than I think you were kind of hoping to. And there is not a lot of experience. This is a team that has been built on experience in the past. Yeah. That's where a lot of their success has come from is the veteran leadership. Sure. That's gone. 
Yeah. Not gone, but it is lesser than it has been in in, in a while. So yeah. I think that with the lack, I think there is like a little bit of a concern in lack of forwards and offensive production. So first off, what what line even was Bucinovich even supposed to he be? He was on, on the first line. Was right? he on first? No, he was second. He, he was, was second. with Tarasenko so and Thomas. As yeah. of right now, the way I see it, so for the first line, it's Schenner, it's Robert Thomas, it's Vladimir Tarasenko. For the second one, at least what they've been doing in practice recently, it's Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Cairo, and they're trying to play things off and see who's going to take off that spot. They just found Tyler Pitlick. Yeah, they brought him back from a PTO. They brought him back. And so do I think they have enough forward depth? Possibly. You just talked about Tyler Pitlick being a top two two forward. No, no, no. Top two linesman forward. Top six. No, you insert him at the bottom. Everybody else gets raised up one, including a Jake Neighbors, including. So now you're talking about Jake Neighbors on a top six. I don't don't feel good about any of those. Yeah, here, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. I think that's my concern. No, I hear you. With guys like Kyrou and Thomas, here's here's where when I'm watching them play in the NHL, you have to establish a shot. Guys have to respect your shot and that they're going to shoot the puck. Okay, and I think Thomas has always been known as more of a playmaker than a sniper. The problem is, is I mean, a perfect example is Tory Krug. Tory Krug, defenseman, Good but shot. they respect his shot when he's when he's on the line. They expect him to shoot the puck first. Right, okay. Kairou and Thomas have not established that yet. Mm. And you can see it when they play. And it is scary because most top six forwards have a shot that is respectable I'm not around saying, the league. Yeah. I'm not saying and it's not going to get figured out. No, I, I, I'm i not saying either. I, I What I'm trying to get at is I think as this new core unit comes in, because remember, we're changing on the fly here. Like this isn't like we're going to tear it down, have a few low years. We are changing on the fly. It's, Arm, it's Army's way of doing things. It's going to take them a second to establish their shot for the for the teams around the league to go, oh, Thomas has the puck. He's going to fire one. Because right now, it's it's not really happening. Kairou's learning how to play a 200-foot game. I mean, he reminds me a lot of Perron when he first came in the league. Perron came in the league. He didn't even want to – he didn't touch the defense. Like, <laughs> he didn't play defense at all. Hitchcock totally changed Perron's game. And Barube is going to do that with Kairou. I believe in Barube to do that to make him a 200-foot player. My concern is that I don't know if, and we've talked about this. I don't know sure. if this team. I don't know if this team contends with some of those top level teams. I think I think an Ivan Barbashev slips in to the spot that Bucinovich should have been at if he wasn't injured. And I think, as Brandon said it, with the NHL, you really don't know how long IR means. Sure. And so, how long is this actually going to affect the Blues? And if it's especially if it's on the eye test, and the Blues even look half decent or seventy five percent of a quality team. When Bucinovich comes back, who knows what they could be. So Yeah, and, and here here's the thing. The trend of the NHL is to be top heavy. To have your true. top <laughs> five forwards Ain't get paid eight mil plus a year and to put you to to get thirty goals in the net. Right. The Blues haven't been that team. They've been a by committee team. They, I really maybe the most by committee team you'll ever see of all time. I, I last really year. would, I really would say that we got to stop looking at their top six and comparing it, and start comparing their top nine, because a lot of the playoff teams, even in the Western Conference last year, didn't have the depth on their third and fourth line. Do the Blues this year? I believe the Blues do. Yeah, yeah you have young guys like Torpchenko on the fourth line. Uh, you have a guy like Nathan Walker who's come up and I mean he's a late bloomer, but he's really established himself on the fourth line. You have. Logan Brown, who he was a second-round pick in 2014, 2014, 2015 by Ottawa. Second-round pick. He has the giftings, the ability to go score some goals. He hasn't been in the right system. I'm, I'm not concerned about the fourth line. Okay. You're concerned about 
the top six. Yes, that's your Al- almost the top nine. Almost, I, I would I would argue. I, you, we talk about the comparison of last year. What the strength of this team last year, right, was the sure. ability to score, which is funny because it's never really, it hasn't been that for a long time in St. Louis. But this team was built on Petrangelo, uh, Pareko, these these big. Hulking. Yeah, hulky. Nice. Good word. Yeah. Defensive well in the past. It's not like that anymore. You lose out on a guy. I'm still. So, you, so you lose out on a David Perron. Guys are getting older. Okay. When is the over the hill? First off, you got to let DP5. You got to let go. him go. My, He's okay. going to stop crying. The man it. looks good in a Red Wings jersey, if I'm being honest. He looks good in general. Here's, I don't mean to keep bringing it no, up. No, I, the I reason hear you. I bring it up is because there's a difference between last year's offensive production and this year's. Let, let, let's, go, let's go to the Stanley Cup champions. Let's go to the Colorado Avalanche. They lost Nazem Kadri. They lost Burkowski. I'm going to read off some of their top six. Okay. McKinnon, Nachushkin. <laughs> That's kind of funny, all these names. Hockey <laughs> names, folks. Um, Landis Gog, which he's out for the next 12 weeks, so whatever. Uh, JT Comfort. Uh, you have Darren Helm. Evan Rodriguez. Or Terry Lekkinen. So Rantanen? What? Did you say Miko? No. Rantanen? Yeah, he's not. Yes, okay. I was. he was the next guy I was going to say. Okay, so let, let's. That's fair. It's a good again, counter. It's a good counter. Again, the NHL is top-heavy. Whether we like it or not. That's where the NHL's headed. That's what happens when it's more of a speed game. You really need you need four or five guys to go put you 35 goals. That's what you need. And the Blues right now technically have that. Kairou can give them 35. Tarasenko can give them 35. Kairou can. Don't give me that look. He can. He can do it. And I, I, I think offensive— I'm, I'm probably being too pessimistic. So I, here's my thing. Actually, my counter is I think offensively we look fine. Defensively is more my, my fear. It's actually. always been the problem. We never we never play defense in front of the goal. My, 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 my fear is more of—you have a lot of offensive defensemen. You have Folk and Krug. I, that's why I honestly, I honestly thought we were going to move Krug in the offseason because of the amount of offensive defensemen we have. It's a good thing we didn't because uh, Mr. Perunovic, is, uh, he's back on that he's, long-term IR. Yeah, he, he, he gone. <laughs> he, it, it's going to take, I mean, two soldier, shoulder surgeries. That's going to be tough to come back from. Yeah, he's done. Especially at his age. That's, yeah, it's a shame for sure. Yeah, I think the last, I think the last, w- sorry, you're going to say something. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. Okay. No, it's good now. It's good. So You're going to say what I was going to say. Yeah, I think the last thing we dig into is, I mean, you got, you got Ryan O'Reilly and Vladdy both going into their contract years. And I think the big question is, who has the most pressure to perform and who is brought back? This is a really interesting question. Yeah. Because it hasn't been really discussed much. Because I think it's kind of been common. It's been regu- regular thought that sure. Tarasenko's gone after this year. Sure. And it's it's been no thought that Ryan O'Reilly would leave because he's just, he's St. Louis guy. Some, not nearly as much. No, compared yeah, to I'm Tarasenko. No. Correct, correct. I mean, here's the thing. It comes down to what you want your identity to be. Because if they go back and they re-sign Vladdy, because here's the thing, the NHL salary cap is going up three to four million dollars after the season, we like which that. is a lot. It's been there's been no change in the last three years. It's been a flat cap. Let's sign them both. Stop. No, <laughs> I mean you move some defensemen around maybe, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but we could just play four defensemen the whole game. Yeah, we have Vladimir We played Tarasenko. with seven last year. Let's <laughs> not. Not going to get it down to four. Here's the thing. This that's a serious question though. Do you want Vladdy's offensive towards? talent is incredible, but you have Ryan O'Reilly. He's our identity. Who are you guys leaning towards? I want to hear you guys first. Uh, I think as far as who's staying, 
Yeah. No. I, or who you'd rather have? Or who stay. you'd rather have? Stay. I would rather have Ryan O'Reilly. Selfishly, I just bought a O'Reilly jersey, <laughs> <laughs> so I would like for the longevity of that to uh, stick I, around. I'm gonna lose either way because I have both of their jerseys. So yeah, that's tough. Um, as far as Vladdy, I think he kind of said what he needed to say when he suggested that or he requested that he got a trade. Ooh, okay, all right, um, grunt a little grudge. I, I about understand it, it though. I, I, here's the thing though: I still think there's time to renew that relationship. I think it has been. I think in a good I, portion, it has been renewed. I, I would agree. I'm just saying that there's more beef in the past with Tarasenko, so it makes more sense that we send him off. But I like having a popular goal scorer on our team, selfishly. And so I would rather keep them both, but Here. Tarasenko's probably... Here's the out. thing. If Vladdy leaves, you got to figure out where you're going to replace that 82 points from. you got to figure it out. Would you let David Perron go? <laughs> <laughs> We're trading for him. We're bringing I him back. I promise you, David Perron did not score or have 82 points last year. <laughs> you gotta, yep. If he had the best season overall, you could argue, of his career last Here's year, the thing, Tarasenko... Guy. O'Reilly, you look at why the, why was the Colorado series so close last year? It was single-handedly because of Ryan O'Reilly. He was on McKinnon was the entire McKinnon. series. Why did Edmonton a couple nights ago have 22 shots on net? Because McDavid was suffocated. That's Ryan O'Reilly. That's yeah. what he brings to you. And that is something that really maybe, maybe the Bruins with Bergeron – yeah, there's very few teams in the league that have that. Yeah, that have that Locked guy down, that you can say, yep. "Hey, you know he's going to be on the best player every night going in, no matter who it is." Yeah, that's what Ryan O'Reilly brings, and Tarasenko's replaceable somewhere, more so than Ryan O'Reilly, in my opinion. Yeah, the points it's been a slow start. It's four games for O'Reilly. I'm not concerned about that. I he's a faceoff winner. That's an area the Blues have had struggles in, also as well. So I think that it's more crucial to keep Ryan O'Reilly, and he's your captain. I, I, I think know it adds up. I'm I, going O'Reilly. I know that if the league is top heavy, then wouldn't it be harder to replace a Vladimir Tarasenko because someone else would want a ton of money for There's all those constantly points? Constantly goal scored. scores in free agency. So, so normally, yes, at times. This free agency, I'm going to read off some of the names: David Pasternak, Patrick Kane, yep, Vladdy. Uh, who who else we got? Dang, old Timo Meyer. Old boys. Uh, hang on here, Bo Bo Horvat, Joe Pavelski. Old. Yeah, Patrice Bergeron, he's retired. He won't play for anybody else. In the, but in the th grave. those are just a few. <laughs> James Van Riemsdyk, Jonathan Taze. That's a yeah. Stop it. <laughs> but no, saying, my, my, point, my point is, I, personally, I think Dude, I, I want Vladdy back right be? now. I think I want Vladdy back right now. I understand the thought of O'Reilly being on. I mean, he's your elite guy. He's your elite specialist. Right. That's what they're going to do all year. Like, if we see Colorado in the postseason again, O'Reilly's only going to hit the ice when McKinnon hits ice. That's it. That's how it's going to work. All postseason. I agree he's that lockdown guy. I think that can come in droves from different players. I think that is re a replaceable piece. I think the Blues made the decision about what their identity was when they signed Kyrou and Thomas, and Tarasenko fits that bill more than Ryan O'Reilly does, in oh, my opinion. That makes sense. So that that's my point about it. I don't – on a personal note, I love O'Reilly's game. That dude, man, he's gritty. He's old school. He's an old school style because he he does not have the speed. He just has the angles and the and the and a smart stick. That's it. That is Brandon Gallego's hockey. Right no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think that just about wraps us up, boys. Oh my gosh, dude, we got to talk about blues so much. Dude, I'm so excited. How do you feel? Oh, I'm back. He's back. Brandon's back. His shoulders seem lighter. Yeah. <laughs> I was floating today. I'm I'm actually not sitting on a chair. Yeah. <laughs> Quite We're wrapping sight. up on that. Guys, it was a fun podcast. It was super fun. Good to get back into it. 
Um, be sure to follow us at Lou Sports Talk underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Look for some writers uh, on upcoming shows. Yeah, Jeff Jones was able to join us yeah. last week. We Super have fun. some, or last episode, sure. from the Belleville News Democrat Cardinals beat writer. We have more in the works joining in upcoming episodes. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, giveaways coming up on the socials. Very Keep exciting. an eye out on Let's that as go. well. Follow at Lou Sports Under Talk on Lou Instagram. Lou Sports Talk. What I say? You lose sports under talk. Oh, carry okay. underwood. I'm gonna no cut sense. that. Lose sports talk underscore. Yes. On Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Be sure to go Fair and enough. follow it. And That's if you want a shirt, they're also in our bio. Link in bio. Let's go. That's a wrap, boys. We out.